Hey there! Welcome to Dogs Are Smarter Than People, the quirky podcast that brings you writing tips and life tips. I'm Sean, and with me as always is Carrie Jones, New York Times and international best-selling author and awesome woman. I'm also Sean's wife, so he has to say that. We always start our podcast with a random thought, and then we go into the writing tip and the dog tip. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy! Hey, Sean K. Hey, baby girl. I'm a little sick. Barely. In the head. <coughs> as Sean Koss. <laughs> Look at you showing up. I'm not sick. I'm like, Maybe I'm in sick. the head, but not sick, sick. I'm sick. Oh, hey. Wanna hey, hear, what? Want to hear random thoughts? Uh, yeah. All right, so there's this cow. There's this cow, right? A cow? Yeah, a cow. A full live cow. Okay. Not cut up into burgers. Oh. <laughs> And it walked, it was in a car at the McDonald's drive-thru in Wisconsin. A cow in a car? In the drive-thru at McDonald's in Wisconsin. I don't know. Must have been a calf. Um, This lady, um, this is on SF Gate, we'll have the link in the podcast, Jessica Nelson. Yeah. She pulled into the drive-thru on Thursday. Yeah. She looked up. There's a friggin' cow in the back seat of a Buick sedan, three cars ahead of her. <laughs> so she like she's like, I thought that was fake. Her direct quote is, "Who puts a cow in a Buick?" Right. Then the whole head moved. <laughs> so then she shot a video, which you can see if you go to the link. But like basically, like she her post on Facebook was a whole friggin' cow. That's Tell crazy. me you live in Wisconsin without telling me you live in Wisconsin. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. Yeah. What if it pooped? I don't even know. So basically, the the family um, saw the video, the cow-owning family with the Buick, um, and they were like, no, it was really a calf. It's not a whole grown-up cow. I knew it must have been a calf. And they were like, actually, three calves. What? Two were laying down. Oh, wow. They must have been quite young, too, because you had three calves. Can you imagine? That's crazy. I want to ride around with a cow. They're not dogs, honey. <laughs> Why not? Speaking of dogs, yeah. we have a link from NPR. It's a huge link, full of information. About dogs? About, yes, and how Americans' relationships with dogs have changed really? since 1998. And the author of the book that this article is about, and quotes extensively, thinks that the reason that it's changed is because of the interwebs. Really? Yes, because it's easier to get a dog. Yeah. And it's easier to feel bad. I want to rescue a dog. Uh, and that there was also like that spay and neuter push at the same time. Yeah. And so all the dogs get rescued. And actually, euthanasia, is that how you say it? Yep. Or euthanized. Well, either it depends on how you're saying it. I'm sick, so it doesn't matter. I can mess up, right? Yeah. I'm sick. Anyways, so the, um, <laughs> so the point is that, uh, those rates have actually dropped off, which is ex- like fantastic. Yeah. But there's um and people since they're having less babies need other things to love. Oh, so they're getting care. more like doggies and kitties and maybe calves and bringing them to McDonald's. Yeah. But like all of this is making a dog shortage. This guy says. Really? Yeah, because like shortage? yeah, because people are like, don't breed dogs, and it's like so into our heads now, and puppy mills, and like spay and neuter, spay and neuter, spay and neuter, right? So now there's a dog shortage. He says, like, huh. um, like, and he said, like that, uh, the upper strata of the U.S. has gotten so much richer, like splurge 
on like free range chicken dog food, sweet potato right. kibble, yeah. craft beer. And so the the pet revolution is happening in that upper strata, but also in the poorer households like our own. Um, because like they just want you to like you just wanna love something. Like you wanna give your dog the best you can. Yeah, yeah. And so like are people giving their dogs craft beer? Well we would. So his cont- no, we'd be giving our dog his Bud Light. So his name is Cushing and he said that quote, pets are filling the void created by social decay after technology atomized us, divided us, and sowed social distrust. Huh. Isn't that interesting? It is pretty interesting. So like and he says, just like a housing shortage, there's a doggy shortage. Yeah, it on. says there's a deficit of two million dogs a year. I don't know where he got that okay. number, but I read it on that thing. No, oh, he, not you, man. Oh. Not you he. But, but Cushing he. And his book is called Pet Nation, if you want to cut it, check it out. <laughs> Isn't that crazy. wild? I can't believe there's a shortage. That's why puppies are so darn expensive. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So all right, finally, a story that Tweak Sean's interest. Yeah. In w, um, Channel 10 WBN, again, link in our podcast notes, there's a headline that says, Parents must pay $30,441 for getting rid of their son's porn staff. Holy smokes. And they have to pay for his attorney. He must have had a lot of magazines or so, videos, whatever it So was. when I first saw that headline, I'm like, that's not fair. I know. Right? But it turns out that this guy mm-hmm. was a grown-up. Right. Um, Like, he had gotten a divorce and went moved back home for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, and his parents, while he was home, threw out his collection of, quote, films, magazines, and other items. <laughs> and he said they didn't have any right to do that. And so they were probably like, this is why your marriage failed. Um, probably. And so he was home for 10 months. And while, during that 10 months, they threw out his... His collection. Wow. And so the uh, some sort of expert, a porn expert, set a value. And the judge was like, yep, you can't throw away his stuff. Wow. And they also had to pay $14,000 for his attorney. Holy smoke. So is that included in the total, you think, or what? I don't know. Wow. No, I think it's also the 14th. In addition to? Yeah, because it says in the headline, also, he has to pay. That's insane. Yep. Can like, you imagine? Seriously. Can you imagine? I, well, first off, that's a lot of money to be spending on your porn collection. That's why the dude got divorced. You know it. That's what I was saying, man. Like, oh, also sex toys, according to people. I'm sure. <laughs> and he was 43. Wow. Yeah. What a loser. No, that doesn't mean he's a loser. He's a collector. Yeah, I'm um, sure he is. Some people collect naval Oh, I know. I I know. You can definitely be a collector, but I'm sure. I bet his ex-wife looked upon it as an obsession. Yeah. Healthy obsession with sex. I'm sure she did. Also, when he was at his parents' house, according to a People magazine about the article about this, he did chores to cover his rent. I just think that's pretty funny. His parents should have like just sold the stuff and got the money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he should have just... Like, because he didn't pay rent rent. He just did chores. Uh, and then he sues them. This sounds very contentious. Like, not a good family situation. No, not at all. It said... Um, 12 moving boxes full of 
pornography plus two boxes of sex toys. Yeah. Wow. So when his parent, according to the People article, which has a lot more detail, it says when his parents brought his belongings to the new home, working notice boxes containing his pornography and sex toys were missing. An attorney for the couple did not immediately respond to People's request for a comment. Working asked about the missing items in January 2018, and his father informed him they were destroyed. Quote from his father, I don't think that you've been listening to me, so let me make this very clear. I do not possess your pornography, Paul admitted in an email included in the lawsuit. It is gone. It has been either destroyed or disposed of. I may well have missed a few items that are now in your possession, but at this point, if you don't have it, it is gone. Ditto for your sex toys and smutty magazines. <laughs> He added, we counted 12 moving boxes full of pornography, plus two boxes of sex toys, as you call them. We began that day, the process of destroying them. And it took quite a while to do so. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Inside the boxes, this is a direct quote from people again. Inside the boxes were films such as Lesbians in Tight Shorts, University Co-Eds 25, and 1001 Erotic Nights, according to a list provided by the man in the lawsuit. Wow. Yeah, and his dad said, quote, he did him a big favor. <laughs> That's insane. That's amazing, isn't I it? I mean, you know, I can totally see being upset about that. Well, I guess it but, is your property, but oh, I yeah. bet his dad and mom and had very are, different you are, religious you ideals than, you know, My question did. is, <laughs> how much did daddy keep? Or mommy. <laughs> or mommy. Mommy could have kept the... Mommy might have kept some of those yeah, toys because daddy's a dud and bad. I don't know. I don't know. But felt, I bet he should go lift up her side of the mattress. <laughs> her side of the mattress. <laughs> Check under that bad boy. Writing tip of the pod. Hey. Hey, baby. So that's not what this writing podcast is about. Instead, it's about run-on sentences. Dang it. I know, man. Sorry. Run on. So it's like when you can't get your sex toy to turn off. <laughs> it's just running off. Run on sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go. You ready? Oh, wait. I just thought if we ever own a oh, bar. No. no. I'm just going to say no right now. What? Yeah. No, tell me what it is. We could have like like a track. like this very slightly dec- declined from the top. Like five tracks narrow. We could have vibrator races. Like... So when you turn oh them on, my God, the no. vibrating motion oh my God. makes them wiggle down the... Actually, I think people would come for that. Hell yeah, they would. Come for that. Oh! oh! I'm sorry, Funny, but I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> but... No lube allowed, because that's cheating. That's an unfair advantage. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It's so naughty. Oh, if you really wanted to get naughty, oh, you could have a natural that... lubricant only rule. No, that's disgusting. <laughs> All right. All right, getting to the writing tip of the pod, and um, nobody cares about <laughs> No, no one cares about this part. You might as well just stop listening. Um, we've all met them. The human at the party, or God forbid, sitting next to you in an airplane, and they talk and they talk and they talk and they talk and they didn't take a pause to breathe. Yeah. Do you enjoy these people, baby? No, not usually. Really? Do you want them to shut the heck up for half a second? Usually. So you can talk a little. Yeah. <laughs> Or just rest. Just rest my brain. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, writers, we hate to tell you, but we are guilty of doing this to our own reader. Yes, you, writer, might be the annoying person on the plane talking about Aunt Sally's hemorrhoids and all the fish you saw in Roatom during your five-day-long scuba. 
Don't be those people. Periods are your friend. I don't know if anybody in the world can agrees with that. We can't convince our 13-year-old this. Oh, <laughs> but maybe we can convince you. <laughs> they are your friend if you're worried about it, though. <laughs> Periods are the enemy of your enemy, writer. A run-on sentence. That's right. So what's a run-on sentence? Do you want to say what it is, baby? It's basically, my love, you should know this, but I'll tell you. It's basically a sentence that connects two independent clauses without any punctuation or a nice sexy conjunction. And what's an independent clause? Once again, you should know this. It's basically this. An independent clause is so strong, so mighty, so full of awesome that it can be a sentence all by itself. It doesn't need any help. Just like Sean. And what's a conjunction? Do not say I should know this because that joke got stale the first time. I don't think so, but okay. Okay. It's basically <laughs> the cruise director of your sentence connecting clauses or words or phrases and getting them all to chill out and hang together. And then finally we have a comma splice. Oh, boy, you should know this one too. The comma splice is a run-on sentence with a comma stuck in there between those two independent clauses. You want an example? Yeah, here you go. I'm going to say the example. Are you? Ready, yeah. Okay. So, here's an example of a run-on sentence. Oh, my God. I went to Starbucks. I got a pumpkin spice latte. They put the wrong name on my cup. They were calling out Rachel. I had no idea, right? I just stood there and stood there and stood there. I was the only one left. The guy at the counter looks at me and says, Rachel. And I said, I am Raquel. It was totally cold. (laughs) She should just call herself Rocky at Starbucks. So how do you fix this? Well, I'm going to tell you. First, make those... There's options, right? Option number one, make those clauses into separate sentences. Right. Like this. Oh my God, I went to Starbucks. Period. I got a pumpkin spice latte. Period. They put the wrong name on my cup. Period. They were calling out Rachel. Period. I had no idea, right? Question mark. I stood there and stood there and stood there. Period. Soon I was the only one left. You added soon. I did. Period. The guy at the counter looks at me and says, Rachel? Question mark. I said, I'm Raquel. Period. It was totally cold. Period. You can also use the magical semicolon sometimes instead of a comma, right? Yeah. Oh my God, I went to Starbucks. I got a pumpkin spice latte. Okay, you're supposed to say semicolon. Oh, start over. (laughs) From the beginning. The whole thing. All right. Oh my God, I went to Starbucks. Semicolon. I got a spunk pumpkin spice latte. Period. They put the wrong name on my cup. Period. They were calling out Rachel. Semicolon. I had no idea, comma, right? Question mark. I just stood there and stood there and stood there. Period. I was the only one left. Period. The guy at the counter looks at me and says, comma. Rachel? I Question said, mark. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said, I am Raquel. Period. It was totally cold. Period. That should be exclamation mark. Yeah, probably. Because Raquel sounds like she's pissy now. Yeah, it does. So, you can also... Use a sexy conjunction, my favorite. We call these beautiful mistresses coordinating conjunctures or... Fanboys. Which stands for... And... It stands for for, and, nor, but, or, yet, so. So, here it is. Just two lines of it because we got tired of saying it all. Ready? Yes. Are you doing it? I'll do it. All right. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you gonna do the commas and periods or no? Oh my Just god! Read it I don't even know anymore. 
Guys, you won't believe it. Oh hey, my stop. god. Oh, I went stop. to Starbucks stop, and stop, I got a pop. Stop, stop. What? Okay. Read the real thing. Oh my god. Comma. I went to Starbucks and I got my favorite pumpkin spice latte. Period. They put the wrong name on my cup, so they were calling out Rachel. Period. Do I look like a Rachel? Oh my gosh. But did you notice there's an and in there and a so? Oh, there are. Yeah, those are the sexy conjunction. Dang! Yes, and finally... You can use another kind of sexy conjunction called the subordinating conjunction. That's the sub. That's why it's sexy. <laughs> John's the best sub. These sh- <laughs> <laughs> These show a little cause and effect or relationships. So, here's an example. Yeah. Oh my god, I went to Starbucks where I got a pumpkin spice latte. Period. They put their wrong name on my cup because they were calling out Rachel. So, Period. where and because are your subs? Right, right, right. Maybe there was a Rachel, and they called out Raquel, and she thought she they said the Rachel. The fr- I know, but prior to. Oh, maybe. And but that was actually Rachel, who just Why? also happened to have gotten a pumpkin spice latte. Why are you trying to start it? I'm just offering up another alternative <laughs> in defense of the Starbucks people. So, all, 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 all. All condensed? Yeah, man. All. Don't run on. Don't splice. Don't splice. Don't splice, run on. Don't splice. Splice, baby. <laughs> splice, splice, baby. Too long. Too long. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so punchy. You're punchy? Yeah. It's all those medications you've been taking. Oh, I haven't even taken any. No, you haven't. Okay. You're doing a good job, baby. Thank you. Dog tip for life. Excuse me. Oh my gosh, baby. I asked if you were ready and you just I was on know. the podcast. I don't know where that one came from, but it was after uh, a semicolon. So. You know, this is why we're never in the top writing podcast because we got the best. We've got the best. It's the most real. Info. But we have none of the class. I mean, our dog's having some sort of a... Look at her. Look how straight her legs and hips are right there. Is she having a seizure? Well, she's awake and looking at us. Baby, you okay? Her, her, her tail's knocking on... Her broken tail's knocking on the ground. Oh, no. But speaking of dogs uh-huh. and tips and this subject matter... We're staring at the dog right Sparty now. Sparty said... The other dog not having a seizure right now. Well, who knows what he's doing? He's probably sleeping. Probably. He said, perfect example of run-on sentences is Gabby. Oh, don't listen, Gabby. Because she never even bothers to take a breath when she starts barking. That's true. I know. She doesn't use commas. She's just one run-on bark. She is? Woof, 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 woof. And is there wisdom attached to this about how we should live our own lives? Yeah. Okay, what is that? It's very simple, actually. Smarty says, and if you want to relate this to human lives, just look at how much more you guys yell at Gabby than you do. <laughs> now, if Gabby was a human, how often would we, other humans be telling her to shut up? Oh, my gosh. Or take a break from her. 
quote-unquote barking. We do know a person like that. Well, a we don't few, actually, actually tell them to shut up, no. except inside of our heads. Yeah, and when they're in a meeting, you can see other people roll their eyes at them. Roll your eyes, start Sigh. tapping your foot, bouncing your leg, Yeah. moving around, wiggling around in your chair, yeah. sighing. And when if they don't show up for a meeting, like, other people will be like, oh, good, we knocked off a half hour. That's right, we'll be out of here yeah. quick today for this board And meeting. there's always, like, people, like... As a reporter, when I used to cover town government meetings, there were always people on boards who just had to oh, talk. People just love to hear themselves talk, yeah. I think, sometimes. You want to have something to say when you say it. How's that? That's, that's a good thing. I know. Yeah. Be like Sean. I can't imagine that Raquel didn't have a lot to say to that Starbucks guy. <laughs> she finally figured out the mistake. Oh, my God. Poor Raquel. Poor Starbucks Be like Sean. Guy. Yeah, not not saying too much. Yeah, you don't say too much. No. Then you just come out with a good one-liner. Except on rare occasions, I'll get a little chatty. A little chatty. Special occasions. After a few Bud Lights or something. <laughs> Stay safe and well, guys. I wonder if we gave Sparty enough Bud Lights if he'd bark more. Probably. Probably would, wouldn't he? Yeah. We should do that experiment. No, he's already obese. Although it is Bud Light. That's right. All right. Bud Light. <laughs> Lower calories. <laughs> And I have new books out, and I'm teaching some classes at the Raining Barn. So if you want to hang out more with us, you know, just head on over to the Carrie Jones Bookstop blog, and we'll hook you up. Chill. Well, chill, man. Hey, don't forget to like, subscribe, and uh, what's the other thing? Share. Share. Ooh, that's an important one. Like, subscribe, share, and love each other. Love each other. Love your way through it. Peace. Peace. (laughs)